Welcome, family. Tonight, we're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about who do you turn to when your faith needs a tune-up. Every person gets tired in life and wants to give up. Want to give up on your vision, get tired of their struggle, get tired of having to crawl out of the hole. Then we call on God. We then ask God for direction, ask for help, ask God for strength. Then we rely on faith, being mindful that faith doesn't make things easy. It makes them possible. So when you're running low on faith and your Shakespeare light comes on, who repairs your faith? How do you tune up your faith? So without further ado, let's get right into it. Miss Quick. Good evening, husband. We we have a little bit of a connection issue, right? You blinked out for a second. Well, when your check spirit light comes on, repeat your faith. Who repairs my faith? Yes. Repair you do, you. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, um, I feel, you know, it's almost like I'm the tire and you the patch. When, when, or and vice versa, probably. But when, whenever my faith gets a hole, you know, you're my fixer for You know, you kind of stand in and hold me down, and you know. Until I can get back right. Well, thank you. One, six, yeah. seven, seven. Live. You say what? Caller one, six, seven, seven. Good evening. It's a uh, pleasure to be here again. Um, so when the going gets tough, uh, some of us, you know, we panic and want to call on him. But I was raised to pray in season and out of season. So there's also uh, preventive maintenance that we can do uh, to maybe uh, help us last through the tough times, uh, you know, and, and just remind ourselves uh, to keep the faith, you know, and uh, hold on to God by changing hands. Absolutely. But, you know, we all have those foxhole prayers, you know, um, God, if you get me out of this, I promise, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, that was maybe, yeah, that was in the younger days, but as you grow in Christ, or at least I hope as, you know, we grow in Christ, we learn better, 
Um, we don't have to bargain with God. Our Heavenly Father loves us and understands us better than we understand ourselves. And, um, you know, we need to continuously ask him for guidance, understand that he loves us, he forgives us, um, and he, one of the commandments is we should love one another. So, you know, we should love one another and forgive each other and keep the family strong so that we can help each other stay faithful when we're going through tough times. Absolutely. To kind of remind you to stay on track. Right, exactly. So, Miss Quick said that I am who keep her faith tuned up. How do you keep your faith tuned up? Holding on to God's unchanging hand. Did I always do that? Did I always know that? No. Um, just going through life, uh, you can choose to learn better for a very long time. I have to be honest and admit that the very, very physical part of me, it was my parents. And, uh, you know, God. But then I had to accept my parents had to go home. God has always been there. And so it was like, okay, uh, there's no better time than the now to just, uh, really, you know, I guess I would say put him where he has been or recognize him uh, for what he uh, has been my whole life, my first love. Um, and he's uh, so many times, uh, all of the times he's been with us, but we, I, I would have to say I haven't given him the recognition as profoundly as I should, and I'm grateful to the Most High for his patience and his mercy. Dig that. I dig that. Ms. Quick, you want to touch on that? Um, yeah, she she's right. You know, you, you got to hold on to God's unchanging hand, and I mean, I do that as well. The problem is, is, is that I still, because of, um, because I'm, I'm human, and I, I still feel weak, and I fall short, you know. And I, I get, you know, going through life and just doing day to day things and stress, and um, I get pretty beat up. And even though I'm still holding on to God's unchanging hand. Like I need someone here with me to to kind of stand in for me for a minute until I can get back, you know, on my feet, so to speak. Um, I think, you know, that's kind of important. You know, we talked about accountability and on um on one call. So I think of it like I think I think of accountability, you know, someone holding you accountable for things that you do and you don't do, you know, they're still Someone who needs to hold you accountable when when your faith is is falling short. I mean, you you know, kind of have a partner in it, so to speak. That that, that works for me. I agree with you. I agree with you, but there there are so many 
that are right around you. They just have different, I guess I would say, levels of value. Um, yes, uh, Mr. Quick, um, oh, yeah, he is, you know, in many ways your backbone, but even your children, you know, they, the way that they look at you, you know, or I think, uh, or at least that's what I found in many times, or um, even though many, some of the loved ones had to go home, there are others that are here that, you know, sometimes I can just say hello to them, um, call them on the phone, and just in that moment um, I can draw strength because even though we are spiritual beings having this physical experience, there, there's a lot of nurturing that we need yet and still uh, on a physical basis. And as, especially mm-hmm. women, um, we give so much until we give out. So, yeah, we need to be restored. We need someone to restore mm-hmm. us. I agree. I mm-hmm. think that it's, I agree with both of your guys' points. Excuse me, you ladies' points. I think when we do fall short and we feel like giving up, and we may not give up, but we're, we're down on our knees, you know, crawling to the, to the next pace, still heading in the direction, but we're crawling to the next place. I think that it is very important for someone to come remind you as well as pray for you. You know Amen. what I mean? Pray for that strength. Amen. Pray for, you know, for you to keep going. You know, pray for the resilience. Pray for the tenacity. Pray for all this in order for you to get to the destination. Oftentimes, we forget about that part. You know, because we wasn't meant to be here by ourselves. Right. You, I may need to call you to, to blow off some steam. That's a tune-up. As I'm blowing it off, you're reminding me that, hey, God's still in charge. Amen. Mm-hmm. So with that, I know that it's, it gets hard. It gets, I mean, remember, like you said, we're, we're spiritual beings. But our carnal takes a beating. Our mental takes a beating, which causes our spirit to kind of get smothered, if you will. It's not necessarily gone or out, but with all the beating and, and being tired, it takes a toll. That's true. So you got to have that spirit made. You got to have somebody to say, hey, God, I got you. I'm, I'm going to stand in for you until he moves. Amen. We have to be that lifeline for each other. Mm-hmm. To help each other to be patient, to be still. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So what are the things that's calling us to be weary? Weary being tired. Just you know, you have trials and tribulations, tests, and um, you know, and honestly, you know, just just being real. Um, sometimes it feels like, or it seems like, you pray, and your prayers aren't being answered in the way you think they should be, and so. That kind of beats you down a little bit, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do understand how God works. I understand how faith works. I understand how prayer works. And I know that prayers are answered, um, but they answered according to God's plan, not ours. And sometimes, you know, God's plan is bigger than ours. And so for the foreseeable, for the current moment, you know, what we're praying for, for example, say I'm praying for... Uh, you know, I, I'm praying for uh, chicken for dinner, and you know, and it's like, man, I, I sure wish I had enough money to get me chicken, you know, for dinner. And then someone blesses me with some money, but I, when I go to the market, the only thing I can afford is hot dogs. Well, my prayer is being answered because God has made a way for me to have dinner. Um, I'm just a little beat up. Because I couldn't get chicken. Well, the thing about that is, you know, I don't know that in in two or three days there's going to be a, you know, a salmonella recall. God does. So it's like those things, and in those times when you're praying for something a little more specific and part of it gets answered and part of it, you know, seems like it doesn't, you know, in, in those times is when, you know, we get beat up and in our faith, you know, my faith kind of takes a hit, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, he knows what we need. We pray for what we want. And oftentimes, that's where the disconnect comes in. You know what I mean? And sometimes we pray as though God has a limit of resources. You know what I mean? So you want this chicken for dinner and like you said, you get hot dogs. He satisfies your hunger. But he saved you from that salmonella recall. Yeah, I understand that. That's that's why that I brought that up. Yeah, I'm. You know, I understand that. The the thing about it is, is in that process, what I can't see now, even though I have faith, and you know, I'm praying, and I know that God does provide. Um, you know, it's 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 almost like because we don't get the whole story. When when we get our prayer answered, our whole story isn't revealed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's the time where, you know, it's like, okay, you know, my faith just took a hit, you know. And after you get so many of those, 
you know, it kind of knocked the wind out of you a little bit because you're trying to figure out, okay, well, well, what am I supposed to do now? Because the unfortunate part is while your prayers are being answered, they're not being answered at the same time. You still got to go through this thing called life and endure these trials and tribulations that's laid out in front of you. And I do understand that they build character. They help build faith. They help show and reveal who God is. Well, I do understand that. Got to remember now, we're still human. So in, in my imperfectness, I, I tend to take a hit. And, you know, it when the wind gets knocked out of me, you know, for me, I depend on you to kind of, okay, blow just a little bit of breath back into me and then, you know, I can get my rhythm back. Right. Well, I think people tend to forget or omit the human aspect. That's the part right there. The human aspect. How can we minimize that part to maximize the spiritual aspect? You know what I mean? Because you're saying we want, want. the human aspect? Yes. How can we? If we're going to let the spirit take over, the human has to, the carnal, the flesh, has to subside or be subdued, you know? Yeah, you kind of got to keep it in check. Here's the thing. Like, I don't believe that, I don't believe that we, that it's intended for us to limit that humanity aspect um, a lot. And I say that because if we are, if we don't have that humanity there um, or that fleshliness there, then we're all perfect. We, You know, we don't have sin. We're, you know what I'm saying? So I think that, that has to, I think that has to exist in order for, faith to step in when the spirit being to step in to lead us in the right direction. You know, I think mm-hmm. I just believe that, you know, again, we we go through these trials and tribulations in order to share our story with someone else. And, you know, when right. I think about when I think about um God and when I think about faith, I think it's 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 about that. It's it's about helping those in in the time of need. But in order for you to help somebody, you've got you you've got to have gone through something yourself. You know, I don't want you to tell me how I'm supposed to you know um, to nurse my burn if you ain't ever been burnt. Like you don't know what my skin is feeling like right now. You know what I'm saying? So how are you going to tell me, oh, well, put some honey on it or run it under some cool water? Right now my skin is on fire, and the only thing you could tell me is, oh, well, I read that you should do this, that, and the third, but I don't know if it works. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want nobody like that trying to lead me down the path. If you're going to lead me, I want you to have been down this path, this path before. Say, look, now you're about to come up on a swamp. In this swamp live alligators, crocodiles, or whatever, but there'll be a bridge. If you go left, you'll cross over that bridge. If you go right, that bridge, there, there'll be no bridge. The road ends and you just, you in the creek. You know what I'm saying? I, I need somebody who have, who has the experience enough to, to to guide me or or at least give me the option. Now, the saying, you've heard the saying, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Uh, I need somebody to lead me to the water to say, okay, you know, here's what's going to happen, but, but here are your options. Um, and I need somebody to be able to talk to me from experience. So I don't think it's meant for us to have our, our humanity limited, you know, fully. So essentially, we need to work on the coexistence of humanity and spirituality. Yeah, absolutely. We need not only do we need to work on the coexistence within ourselves. But again, just like the sister said, you you build that community around you to where look, you know, I, I gotta call a friend because I'm I'm running low, and all I need is you know a word, even if you know if it's you know two words, three words, whatever. I just need somebody to to pour something into me right now because my glass is half empty. You know what I'm saying? And so it's about surrounding yourself with people or like-minded people that you can call and say, you know what, man, let me tell you what I've been going through today. And, you know, the sister like, well, look, you know, that's just your text, you know, and give me a little bit of word or give me a little bit of experience. And then, you know, tell me you love me. Tell me, you know, that you know, have a good day or, or whatever. But, you know, you got to have somebody on your team that like-minded faith, like-minded, you know, just a soldier, so to speak, to to pour into you a little bit, to give you just enough to, to get through that day. Amen. You know, it, I agree 100%. It's funny because when we're out of ingredients to cook, um, no. we'll go to our neighbor. We'll say, hey, do you have a cup of sugar? Um, no, no, you have no. eggs? You have whatever. But we don't reach out when we need that word. Mm-mm. When we need that that restoration. We don't reach out. Why is this? Well, I think it's a, a multitude of reasons, you know. You, know, you one, there, there's so many of us out there who, you know, okay, so I'm going through something with, um, you know, for instance, I may be going through something with, with, my, with my brother. You know, man, my brother, he's been on me about this, that, and the third and telling me I need to get a job and he tired of supporting me or something like that. And then you call your homegirl and you, you fuss and, and complain it, right? Well, you know, knowing that you need to get a job, knowing that, you know, your your spirit may be, may be crushed because you've been out there looking, you know, you're calling and venting 
needing to get a word, but the person you're calling is ready to jump on your bandwagon and y'all team up against your brother. See what I'm saying? So we got too many people ready to jump on a bag on the bandwagon, but not enough people, you know, standing somewhere else to pull us off of it. So it's like one mm-hmm. of those things where we we as a people have to improve on listening and knowing when to and when not to. You know, like if you call me and you're struggling and you're going through, you know, I have to. If I'm your true friend, I have to be able to say, well, look, man, you know. You do need to get a job. You know, you need to get a job for several reasons. But, you know, you can't, just because you your application hasn't been called upon yet, don't mean that it won't. You can't lose your faith and just give up and stop looking. You know, we have to be ready to encourage instead of, you know, immediately pulling our woes and jumping on the bandwagon with you and, and creating a, a whole F you society, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Or even trying to fix a problem. The stuff that trying to fix, encourage. Yeah, yeah, encourage. And and not only do that, you know, offer me, you know, if if you have an opportunity or if you know somebody, we 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 don't really, you know, it's like if you know somebody who who got something that's temporary, be like, well, look, I got a plug, I can I could probably call. You know X Y Z, and they can they can probably plug you in for a little bit. It won't be nothing permanent, but it'll get you a check coming in where you can you can eat, you can you can help get a bill to pay. You know, and be ready to offer that helping hand. But again, actually, it may even turn into something permanent. Right. Right. You You know, know, but we just have to be. Yeah, we just have to be you know willing to, to to do that. Big May I share something? Okay, my thoughts are um, it, this conversation takes me back, um, and we, we need to take a step back and, and be reminded that we have so many pearls of wisdom already installed in us. Uh, at our convenience, we have the option to activate them. Um, and, and for many families, when you were taken to church, um, pearls of wisdom were being implanted in you uh, without, you know, you really knowing what was going on. Um, in many of the parables in the Bible, uh, one that I think of in this situation, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, hopefully I said those names correctly, when they were in a fiery furnace. Because a lot of days it feels like you're in a fiery furnace. But the Most High brought them out. Jonah in the belly of a whale. The Most High brought him out. Uh, Daniel in the lion's den. The Most High brought him out. So many times, you know, you, you know, yeah, you're in the midst of going through something. But you, 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 you yeah, it's great to be able to call someone. But we also have to activate that self-reliance, that self-confidence um, that uh, the higher power has given us and, um, to, and come to understand we are wonderfully made, you know, and, and, and many times we, we really need to just open the Bible. One of my uh, favorites when I'm going through uh, trouble time is the 23rd Psalm, you know. So there, there, there are many 
Um, I have a relative that when I'm stressed out and aggravated with a situation, she'll refer me to the 91st Psalm. So, you know, or if, if I just, you know, I can't get to the Bible and I'm so frustrated, my basic is just say the Lord's Prayer. Just say the Lord's Prayer and just believe, just hold on, take a breath, uh, try to relax, relate, release, and be patient. Uh, unfortunately, in this world that we live in, um, it's this hurry up, hurry up, I want it now, now, now. Well, you know, um, I know that I know that I know. He might not come when I want him to, but he's always right on time and many many times far better than what i expected so we have to learn to use the different tools that are in us we have to understand how wonderfully we are made that's true mm-hmm. now you just made mention of the first as well mm-hmm. as Mama? 23rd Mama? Am I correct? Say, say that again, please. You made reference to the 23rd Psalms? Right. And the 91st, correct? I do apologize. I'm on Greyhound en route to uh, Arkansas. And um, I heard you say something about the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, you mentioned the 23rd Psalms and the 91st, I believe. Right. For the listeners, would you mind quoting or reading it? I can recite some of it. Um, As I said, I'm on uh, Greyhound. And now the 91st, I'd have to open a Bible, and the only Bible I can access is on my phone right now. So um, the 23rd, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, And the reason why that one is so profound to me, there was a time that I was having surgery, and um, it just, you know, everybody was working. So um, I was feeling nervous, and uh, I looked in the drawer of the desk in the hospital room, and there was a Bible, so I opened the Bible, and I started reading the 23rd Psalm, and then I was able to relax and allow the anesthesia to uh, activate and so that, you know, um, I could uh, go on into the surgery. And um, when I knew anything, I was coming out of the surgery. So um, I do apologize. I don't know it in its entirety um, by heart, um, but one that we were uh, taught is the Lord's Prayer, and I understand that there are two in the Bible. My preference is the one that's in Matthew, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. This is my favorite verse, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name I pray. So when when I just feel empty, I, I always have that one. And I, I thank uh, I thank the uh, heavens for my parents um, uh, instructing us to learn it because they knew that there were going to be some times that, uh, or they had already been into some abysses, uh, some darknesses, 
uh, uh, just, you know, a weary time to where that was their last pearl of wisdom, and that was enough. Uh, because the word tells us, asking you shall receive. So when we go to the Heavenly Father, you know, he knows before we even ask what we need. We just have to have the patience and the belief that he's going to come through. And, and, and just so many times in my life when I didn't have the faith, he still came through. Mm-hmm. Just like I needed. I gave up, gave out, but the blessing still came. And so when I started to see that happening over and over again, it was like, okay, I got to build up my faith muscles. You know, I got to do a few more push-ups, a few more jumping jacks, you know, and, and just keep the faith. And so, you know, when you learn how to strengthen your faith muscle, um, it just gets easier and easier. They no longer are, um, if I don't, many tests now, I look at them as adventures. You know, they're adventures. They're not uh, burdens or troublesome. You know, it's like, oh, it, what doesn't break me only makes me stronger. And so... Um, I want to be the best soldier that I can be for the most time. Absolutely. The Lord's Prayer. When we do say the Lord's Prayer, the one part that I could say, well, not necessarily the one part that I heard, but the one part that stood out is when you ask for his will to be done, his will and your will may not be the same. So true, but I know that that his will, right, I know that his will is always in my benefit. My will might take me to jail or hell. We, 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 uh, what we want many times gets us in a lot of trouble. Mm. And if we chose to be grateful that uh, he said, you know, he'll take care of all our needs. That's what the word tells us. And uh, many, many times he satisfied a lot of my wants. So, um, but he, he always knows. And um, that is where uh, the part where it says, and lead us not into temptation, because there are so many temptations. And there is so much evil that we need to be delivered from. And we don't, that, that word evil, it's like, oh, it's almost a joke nowadays. It's not funny. There's a lot of it around us, and it causes us a lot of detriment. And we need, when we, you know, we don't have the strength or the self-control to resist, we need a higher power to protect us and to keep us from that harm. Absolutely, I agree. I also think that we oftentimes pray for what we want versus what we need. So that could be the reason why he does, like I mentioned earlier, you pray for chicken versus food for dinner. He gave you hot dogs because he knew you needed food for dinner. Miss, what's your thoughts? Well, um, again, I have to say the Most High satisfies our needs because, uh, yeah, a lot of times we're praying for what we want and we don't actually 
uh, needed because of how wonderfully we are made. Um, it was very interesting when a doctor told me once that I could uh, survive uh, for two weeks without food and just on water alone. So that was, you know, it's like all of this cheesecake and all of these beverages that we drink. We don't need them. We just want them. But those wants are causing detriments to our health, such as obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes. You know, so we're causing ourselves a lot of harm because of our wants, but he's still taking care of us and providing our needs. And uh, many times we need to take a step back and be grateful. When I'm going through troubled times and I feel like my faith is getting weak, I've, I've uh, learned, uh, I've had mentors to teach me, take a step back and be grateful. Don't focus on what you're going through right now. Just take a step back, breathe, relax, and just be thankful for what the Most High has blessed you with. Um, many times the children's laughter is my happy thought. And so I'll focus on those happy times. And when I know anything, I'm through the troubled times. The, the issue has been resolved. The rain has stopped and the sun is shining again. So and instead of worrying about what you're going through at that moment, maybe take a step back and be grateful for whatever, you know, a brother, a sister, you know, an experience um, or even just life, health, and strength. You know, maybe just distract yourself a little bit and be grateful. Have an attitude of gratitude um, just took away so many burdens, just having that mindset, attitude of gratitude. You know, it'll be a hippie. I, I experience a lot less stress um, or, or don't label things that they are stressful. It's just life. You're just going through. I agree. Miss Quick. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Um, I, I I do agree. You know, you you have to you have to weather the storm, and you know, you have to have to look at the situation, um, and know that it's temporary. Okay. Amen. Um, and I, I guess just just being, you know speaking a little bit from personal experience and, and even, you know, when we pray, I mean, uh, be real, the Bible says, knock and the door will be open, ask and it shall be given. It doesn't say that you are limited to ask for just dinner. You know, if I want a steak, why can't I pray for a steak? Or, you know, if, if I want a husband, why can't I pray for a husband? To be honest, Amen. I did do that. I have done that. And I got one. The thing about it is, is even I prayed for something very specific because I think the husband is specific. Now, what I did not pray for, which I did not, obviously, you know, we have idea of, as women, we have an idea of what a husband or um, should be. But what I did not pray for is ask for, like, specific qualities. God gave me exactly what I needed. Um, so... I think that when we pray, we are allowed to ask for specifics. I think, I don't know, for me, it's almost like a friendly challenge. Like, you know, like, and, and God accepts those challenges. As a matter of fact, you know, you you pray for uh, Big Will, he, he bless you with a bicycle, you know, just to show you that he's God because that's the kind Amen. of God he is. 
Amen. So I, I think that, you know, we're not limited to pray for simply what we need because God does bless us with things that we want as well. Again, the trials or tribulations that we go through are for us to be able to help somebody along the way in the future, you know, or it, it may be testing just to see if, you know what, let me just put you through, you know, this rain for a little bit. Let me see if you can stick around and wait on the sun to shine. That's right. You know, That's right. it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. And so, like, and there may be just a little faith test. Let me just see how faithful you are. Um, and it's not really, it's not going to turn you away. It's just enough to say, to kind of break you down and see if, you know, like Sister said, whether you're going to, you know, you're going to have enough wisdom to use those. Oh, her call dropped. So what we're going to do is take a few seconds and get her back on, but we're going to pay bills in the meantime. So hold on and let's pay these bills. You're listening to From the Streets of the Pulpit. Feel free to call in and talk to the family at 929-477-2978. That's 1-929-477-2978. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Streets, the number two, Pulpit. From the Streets of the Pulpit is sponsored in part by Q's Traditional Cuts, setting new standards to old tradition. Visit the talented professionals at Q's Traditional Cuts. That's www.qstraditionalcuts.com. So, for everybody who just tuned in, we're talking about when faith needs a tune-up. Back into it in a very great detail, a reassuring conversation. So, without further ado, let's get back in it. You were saying, Miss Quinn, before you called the problem. I don't know which part I dropped on because I actually kept talking. I didn't know I had gotten disconnected, so I apologize for that. Start from the beginning. Say it again. So just start from the beginning. Okay, so we I was saying that um, you pray when God, God takes for Say it again. You were saying that you can pray to God for specifics. Yeah, you I don't think that, that pray for us details all that good stuff. Right. So I don't think that we are limited in what we pray for because God is the God of all things. And you know, like I said, sometimes 
you know, we we pray and, man, I just want this big wheel, you know, and, and God comes through with a bite because he, you know, he's just that kind of God to show you, okay, you're praying for this, but I'm going to give you this. And, yeah, it's because you, you're going to need a bike because he's going to give you a paper route later on. Um, you can't do a paper route on a big wheel. But it's just one of those things where God blesses you. Um, you pray for specific. I think you can pray for specifics. I think you should pray for specifics. And he blesses you with something bigger and better. Um but while you're going through, he'll put you through little faith tests just to see how faithful you are to him. Because I think the challenge of it all, and I think Pastor even had mentioned a couple of nights ago, is is when you're going through something, can you still help somebody? You know, even though even though you're struggling in in an area right now, you know, if if you're having a conversation with somebody and and they're struggling, and you know, like they got it, they just got a new job, but the daycare ain't open today, and they can't miss work. Are you going to stand in and, and, and babysit for a few hours even when, you know, you don't know how you're going to feed your own children? You know, it's, it's, I think it's tests like that, that that God puts us through so that to see and to make sure that we're still faithful. Even though we need a tune-up, for the most part, we're still faithful and we still are going to stand in and say, okay, God, you know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't like what you're doing, but, you know, I got to go out and, and help this young lady and watch her baby. And, and you know, maybe after I, uh, I'm i able to get back home and get with my kids, you know, there'll be some way that I can feed my kids. You know, because then when you do that, she just got a job. You never know. She come home and break you off a little something, something. That's your dinner money. You see what I'm saying? So that's how God arranges his blessings. I agree with you. Um, The word tells us that it's better to give than to receive. So giving, uh, standing in for that person and being the babysitter, giving that child your attention and love to keep it safe while the parent uh, goes to work and, you know, uh, is providing um, Mhm. No. Oh, her call dropped. Oh. Well, what I love about this is you may ask for a bike and God give you a big road to see if you're going to be a good over that. If yeah. you can't take care of this big wheel, you won't be able to take care of this bike. So, huh. oftentimes, God will give you hints to let you know that it's on its way. Mm-hmm. Continue to be faithful. Continue to be loyal. And what you're asking for is right around the corner. But oftentimes, yeah, that is- give up and say, oh, he gave me a big clip. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it stops right there. Because mm-hmm. it's blessing mm-hmm. short. Like, man, he gave me that big, well, I don't even want to ride that thing. 
No, I can't, right. I can't believe you did that. But I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you know, I'm just gonna be real because that's what this call is about. It's it's like it's like this. You have to be in a mindset and be kind of prepare yourself almost. You know what, God? I'll be real honest with you and real transparent. You know, I was single. I'm fine. You know what, Lord? If you want to leave me single, then that is absolutely okay with me. What I can do while I'm single is this. You know, and I I studied, I went to church, different functions, I spent time with family. I actually spent time getting to know myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm going to be single, well, I'm going to do the things that I like to do because I don't have anybody to answer to. You know what I'm saying? And so while I did pray, you know, for a husband, it was one of those things where, but God, if you desire for me to be this, then, you know, let me go ahead and not get comfortable, but let me get to know myself a little bit more so I know what I like to do. You know what I'm saying? If I got to do this for the rest of my life. So it was one of those things where I had made up in my mind that I could accept whatever it was he put on me. I think that sometimes, you know, like, again, we're not limited to praying for specifics, but I think that sometimes when we go into prayer, it's just, you know, God, this is what I really want, you know. Um, but if this is your will, then let me go ahead and see how I can make this work for the time being. Absolutely. I think that when we pray for the specific, we kind of set ourselves up for failure, if you will. Follow me, just follow me. Because if you say, I want a wife who's six foot nine, you know, 106 pounds, God may be like, Nah, that's not what you need. You may need this wife who's whatever because when you're in a situation, that's the one that's going to pray for you. That's the one that's going to help because this model that you're trying to get, she's not cooking, she's not cleaning, she's not... Involving herself That's not what you need So God will give you that wife But it may not be The one That you thought That it was Well let me just get back to your question And we as a people Or as Followers Must understand that he um he did answer the prayer. He gave us a wife, and he gave one, gave us a wife who's going to be there for us and not abandon us the first time that the boat get a little rocky. What's your question? 
when when you prayed, I don't know how. When you prayed for a wife, did you get what you want? Because we've had conversations, and even in you know the getting to know each other phase, phase, excuse me, um, you stated up front what you wanted before you found out certain details of mine. Yep. Such as zodiac signs. What mm-hmm. did you pray for? What did you ask for? What did Let me you tell you what I asked for. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> it's real talk. So um, may I? May I? May I share a point? Please. Okay. Um, as we, as, as I matured, I've come to understand real beauty, true beauty is on the inside. Mm-hmm. If you choose to, this and this is, um, I'm going back to one of my dad's uh, brothers in the ministry. In, in actuality, he ordained this minister. Uh, hopefully his name will come to me there from Largo. And uh, he told me that. Holston? Uh, you, don't, you don't say that again? Was it Holston? No, not not the Holston family. Oh, I can see this man's oh. face. Um, oh goodness, let me keep talking. And but he explained that um, instead he chose instead of to run around with different different women that look beautiful on the outside, you could dress a woman up how you want her to be. Why, you know, yeah, she loves you. You love her. Dress her up. She doesn't have to be um, six feet tall and weigh 100 pounds and have high cheekbones and, you know, straight hair, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, um, all when you, you have to cultivate the beauty or allow the woman to understand her beauty and allow that beauty to grow and come out. So um, true beauty, uh, I firmly believe, is inner beauty. Um, and... Uh, understanding your queendom, understanding your gift, uh, understanding the authority that uh, higher power has given you, our heavenly Father has given you, um, and 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 being able to use the right measure uh, of your power, because um, all women are powerful, all beings are powerful. We many of us just misunderstand it, we misuse it. Um, and in in relationships, I wish I would have known this when I was uh, much younger. You 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 know, growing together is tough, and remembering to appreciate one another and to be grateful is very 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 important. So this idea of getting having a model could be a nightmare. That person could turn out to be basically Satan's spawn. So you don't necessarily want that just because your eyes you know, find them to be appealing, but their inside might be filthy. You want to come home and find two or three men in your bed? That's what a model might do for you. So because they're accustomed to so much attention, um, you, 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 you know, want uh, a woman that is going to uh, protect and respect the home and you be there for one another and a woman who uh, loves God, loves herself, and respects her queendom. Um, I just want to touch on a note. That um, I want to touch on a note uh, from this quick. You brought back uh, from my memory. Um, do you remember? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to be a little bit revealing. 
You remember Papa singing, um, I done tried him and he's all right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, he would just, you know, just the spirit would hit him and he would uh, harmonize, you know, I done tried him and he's all right. So we, we have to test the most high. We have to, you know, try him. And um, and the word tells us that we should test him and know that he is good. I do apologize. I don't know exactly what that scripture is. But many times we can just Google a few words and the Internet will take us directly to the scripture. So um, we, 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 have to, we have to keep the faith um, and, uh, you know, uh, uphold one another. What has been uh, so detrimental to our society is a mentality of crabs in a bucket. We need to stop pulling each other down. Absolutely. And be that yes, lifeline and uh, come to understand, you know, our strength when we um, can uh, just love one another. Uh, when you run out of nice words to say, you ain't got nothing, no nice to say, God bless you, love you, walk away. Because sometimes I'll we're so that. overwhelmed in our situation. You know, if you get, that, that's one of the things that, that my, my um, I guess I would say lifelines. When I'm dealing with a difficult situation, especially with family, I just have to tell them, God bless you, love you, shut my mouth and walk away. Because we're, mm-hmm. we're dealing with, you know, so much. And um, and we got to remember that God sees and knows all. There's a continuous mm-hmm. tape, you know, recording going on, you know, so, um you know, sometimes in those difficult times, you, you, you might just have to get off in your prayer closet. I have to get off to you, you know, the most high in you, and you have to just, you know, just, just talk to him and, hey, Father, I need you. Uh, uh, my faith is weak. Um, right now. Um, you never fail me yet. Right, 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 right. And then you just kind of, you know, woo song and take a breath. Um, and, and, and just most important thing, just know that, you know, he's going to make a way. Know that a way. We don't know how. And that's the, to me, that's the adventurous part of it. That's the mysterious and intriguing part of it. Who is going to be the willing vessel? And just so many times, um, it, it, in, in the beginning, it was a little frightening, um, especially traveling across country. And sometimes I would have conversations with someone I didn't know, a rank stranger, but we would start to talk as if we had known each other for years. So we don't know who is going to bring that connection. You know, it could be the mailman. You know, it could be a child. Um, you just never know. It could be a dog because many people, that's, that's kind of like a coping mechanism to them or for them. They might sit down and talk to their cat or their dog. And, you know, when, when you say it out loud, um, I learned that when I hear myself talk about, you know, express a problem out loud, then I'm able to, you know, it's like something became activated and the solution started coming back to me. You know, um, so, and it's, it's um, it, we have so many mentors um, and so many, uh, we'll, we'll never meet them. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorites is, and not getting off track, not getting off the subject of faith, uh, a really great book um, that strengthened my faith, The One Minute Millionaire, Jack Cattenfield, Victor Hansen, and there are just so many um, one of my favorites is The Secret, um, and, and there's, there's a character in there that every last one of us can identify with. We have many options um, uh, for resources and for mentors, 
Um, and that that that's where um, I, I'm I'm very happy to be able to say the big bookworm. Yeah, one of the you know the most important book is the Bible, but there are many mm-hmm. other books that help us get through this life. There are people that have said, hey, let me tell you my story. Maybe you can gain strength or faith from understanding what I went through. You know, um, uh, the Bible tells us in the Hosea that if we reject knowledge, he will reject us. So what he expects for us to study, to show ourselves uh, a proven workman. I know I'm not saying that correctly, um, but the Bible tells us we must study. So we must keep ourselves educated, you know, so that we get prepared mm-hmm. for trouble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, and uh, I thank you so much for letting me share, but tonight I'd really like to hear some feedback from the gentleman. So I'm going to mute my phone, and I'm going to listen in. So, you know, I'd really like to hear some feedback from your twin, from pastor, you know. So, um, you know, we ladies, we, we like to talk a lot, but we also like to listen and learn. I definitely do. And I believe men are the, are, are some of the greatest teachers. So I'm, I'm really ready to hear some feedback, you know, from the men. Absolutely. Well, we're going to bless you with that on material. Mr. Quick, you asked me a question. You asked what did I pray for. When I was young, I wish Mark was on the line, and he would tell you, I wanted light skin, short. That was when I was young. That was one of my first. Please to God, I guess. As I got older, I wanted a wife to be strong where and when I'm weak. And got a little older, I wanted a wife who was strong enough to keep me from doing stupid shit to keep me out of jail. Real talk, that's what I asked for. And yes, God gave me that and more. Now, to what the sister was just saying, we have to have a family. We have to have a community. We have to have a circle who will stand in. Now, I remember the one or two times that I went to church when all the people, all these people came up, they call them like prayer warriors, what have you, or intercessory prayer Pastor's on the line. I'm going to bring him on in. He can help me out with this. But one person was standing there, and people would surround this person, laying hands, praying for whatever is going on with this person. We need that in the community. We need to band together when someone's faith is, is, you know, there spirit light is on, when their faith is weak, we need to band together and pray this brother or sister through. We got to stand in with the faith to say, God, I know you're going to fix this. I'm humbly begging you to fix this right now. And it's usually 
like I said, almost like a gang of them. So five, six, seven, eight people right here on the same page asking for the same thing. When that person gets up and goes to the back or whatever they do, they feel better about their situation. So I say all that to say, when your faith needs that tune-up, you can go you can go to the book for yourself. However, going to the book for yourself may be the last thing that you do because you're so distraught or caught up in that situation. So it's great to have that prayer partner. It's great to have somebody that you can talk to who will and can send a prayer up for you. So, Pastor, welcome to the line. What's your thoughts? I haven't heard the entire thing that you guys are talking about, but, you know, when it comes to uh, faith, there's, there's, there's two different dynamics that um, I think that people of faith need to understand. There are mm-hmm. times in your life, there are times in your life when your faith is going to be uh, tested, and there's times in your life when your faith is going to be under attack. Now, mm-hmm. when your faith is under when your faith is under attack, that means an outside force, basically the enemy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it can be through a person, whatever. They will come at you with everything they've got to try to sidetrack you. Now, when your faith is is under attack, you know, that's when you can lean and depend on, you know, the Bible says the prayers of the righteous avail much. So, in other words, if my faith is is under attack, now I can call on the community. I can can call on the Bible said if any among you is sick, you know, not necessarily physically sick, but uh, financially sick, socially sick, mentally sick. If any of you are sick. Let them call for the elders of the church. And that's what Quick was just talking about. Whenever you're under attack, you can call for the seasoned saints, the ones that love God, the ones that can put their own personal agenda to the side and say, look, i got to pray my brother through or my sister through. You know, so there is, there is a time when your faith will be absolutely under attack. But as a Christian, there's also time whenever your faith will be tested. Now, your faith being tested, that has nothing to do with the devil or the enemy. Your faith being tested, that's when God checks it himself. God says, I want to see if you really believe what you say you believe. I want to see if you really believe in me, if you're really going to take me at my word. Whenever Job went through his ordeal uh, in the Bible, Job's faith was being tested. You know, what I'm going through right now my faith is being tested. And whenever my mm. faith is being tested, any time that you take a test in school, it's because you're ready to receive a promotion. And so uh, remember this, a faith that has not been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. You you got to, mm. you got to, you know, there's a reason why you have 120 on your speedometer. You may have never checked it, but there's somebody that knows that that vehicle can reach that point. They know that because mm-hmm. why it's been tested. So your faith mm-hmm. has to be tested to see can you stand. You know, before mm-hmm. I'm allowed to, before I'm allowed to stand and tell 
you know, somebody else that God can make a way. I need to know that, yeah, God can make a way. So guess what? Amen. If my faith is going to be tested, guess what? God is going to put me through a trial uh-huh, and to see if I really believe what I'm saying. So as I'm going through it, am I still going to say God is good? Am I going to say, what have I done wrong? I've always going through something. I'm sick of this. Come on, man. You ain't ready for promotion. You need to be demoted. So now in this stage of your life, you ought to know that God will bring you out. And if you know God's going to bring you out, okay, when it comes, you ought to get excited and say, okay, I may not like this, but God is up to something, and I know that before it's all said and done, you know what? God's going to get glory, and I'm going to get the benefit. So there's two dynamics working, and a lot of times we, we try to pray away what God is doing. Lord, take this away from them. Take this away. But if God is putting you through it, prayer can't take it away. There's nothing you can do to take it away. Nothing, absolutely nothing you can do to take it away if it's God. If it's God. If God is saying, listen, I need you to go through this trial so that I can strengthen you, so that you can get on blog talk radio, and you can be convincing in what you're saying because you've gone through it yourself. I can't tell you that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I couldn't tell you that Japan was real. I couldn't tell you that. And I I didn't want to tell you because from where I am, it was about a 17-hour flight, I think. Well, what happened was eventually I went over there, and it took some faith because I don't mind flying, but flying that distance over all that water, my faith was different. But guess what? I can come back now and tell you Japan is a real place. I went there myself on and on and on, and that's what it's all about. And so when we're in relationships, oftentimes, the husband wants to blame the wife. The wife wants to blame the husband. How do we know that sometimes it's not God saying, okay, can I trust this husband to go to that next level to now become a father or now become a mentor? Can mm-hmm. I trust this wife to make him strong enough to say, you know what, I can stand with this brother no matter what goes on in our lives. So faith is, um, when we say our faith is, is uh, needs to be strengthened, the only way you strengthen anything is to put more weight on it. That's how something's strengthened. Quick is a very strong man. And so what Quick does is, once he was able to lift 100 pounds for five reps, Quick said, this ain't helping me anymore. So now he got to put on 120 or he's got to increase his reps. And that's what God does with our faith. God says, okay, you can handle this. You don't have a problem with your utilities billing. You don't have a problem with that. You don't have a problem with your car breaking down. Let me see if you can handle it with your child sick. Let me see if you can handle it with unemployment. Let me see if you can handle it when your husband's not talking to you. And when you pass that test, again, it comes with a promotion. But now, again, Mm -hmm. if you're under attack, that's when you can call the saints. And I'm telling you, man, they can definitely pray you through. Mm. That's heavy right there. I'm going to say I'm going to say this. We have had several conversations, and Pastor, your phone has dropped the call. In this moment, your phone stuttered a little bit, but we were able to capture everything that you said. That's God. I'm not going to say that that's friend. I'm on on the road and I'm in the woods. (laughs) Oh, I hear. I hear. And I'm very thankful 
um, because you just added two points of clarity. What is under attack and is when it's tested. We got to make a difference of the two. So, yeah, got to understand the difference. Absolutely. Me personally, I want to treat both the same and know that my faith isn't wavering. And regardless of what the situation is, grab my wife by the hand and we're going to pray whatever it is, however it is, for whomever it is. Get to the Amen. Is that fair? Amen. Miss Quick. Yeah. I understand exactly um, you know what you're saying, man. Our, our faith shouldn't waver. It shouldn't waver, you know, in the least bit. Uh, just to give you an idea, we feel like, you know, whenever we're under attack that we did something wrong. But let me dispel that rumor. The Bible said Jesus went into the wilderness, and he was attacked, you know, for on three different occasions. I mean, literally oh. under attack. The enemy was trying to tell him, look, you bow down and worship me, and then what I'll do is I'll give you this, I'll do that for you. That's when your knowledge of the Bible comes in because what Jesus said, he didn't fight him. He didn't cuss him out. He didn't say, hey, you overstepping your bounds. He fought him with the word. That's why you got to read your Bible. He said, you know what? It is written, man should not live by bread alone. So in other words, the Bible that you receive, the word that you receive, is what you need to uh, handle all those attacks. So a test and an attack, both of them feel the same. They both hurt. But you got to have enough discernment about yourself to know, regardless of what they are, I am not going to waver. I mean, I've known Quick for a good little while right now. And, you know, somebody can come and tell me something about Quick. And you know what? If I love him, what they say to me shouldn't even bother me. Even if it's true, if I say I love him, then you know what? I'm supposed to stand with that brother. And that's the way it is with God. If I've got the faith, then no matter what comes my way, I'm supposed to say, you know what? He may not do it, but I know he's able. I know he's strong mm. enough to do it. So, mm. you know, we we got we got to understand, man, as people of faith, you know, the Bible said the just shall live by faith. Faith is so important, man. It said that the only way to please God is by faith. Faith is, man, come on, that's what we walk by, faith and not by sight. That's true. That's your that's that's your that's your key ingredient right there. Pastor. See, I'm you know, I'm yeah. a very simple minded person. You know, so I don't got time to be sitting around trying to see which one is which. I'm gonna treat them both like <laughs> you know what I mean, like it's under attack or it's a test. But either way it goes, I'm not wavering. You follow me? So I'm very mindful, like I said in the intro, that it doesn't make things easy. It makes them possible. Am 
as the big book worms say, amen. So can I get amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> you, this conversation has brought to memory uh, a familiar hymn. We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Pastor, does that sound familiar? Repeat that one more time. We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never failed me yet. Yes. That's an old that's still a hit. I remember. That's still a hit in my church. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, we <laughs> see that quite often. Well, there you go. <laughs> we didn't sing it, but we uh, we. I'm not gonna it. sing it. Some of us don't sound good singing, <laughs> but the words still just as powerful. But but that that song is a tool, and you receive it, it. I mean, you have it, so that whenever you do go through a trial or a tribulation, instead of listening to you know, um, I don't know, Tupac. There's nothing wrong with the brother. I, have I knew it. Crazy I knew respect it. for him. You know, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to start singing that. I'm going to sing. I'm going to feed my faith. I'm going to strengthen my faith. And I'm going to say I've come too far. He's brought me this far. He's not going to leave me. He's done Amen. this before. Mm-hmm. you got to feed your faith. If you don't, you're going to need to feed your faith or your fear. One of them is mm. going to be dominant. And whichever one you feed is the one you'll follow. Mm. Mm. Amen. Well, let me tell you, Pastor. If you hear me pull out playing Tupac, I'm not feeding my fear. I'm feeding your fear. Because you know <laughs> when I get out the truck, it's going down. Mm. <laughs> Be faithful in that. <laughs> what? That's the old quick. I got you quick. This quick here. We're going to sit down and have a conversation. I got you. But before we had this conversation, I'm going to pray. <laughs> and Lord, I'm I'm, I'm I'm being faithful when I get out of this truck that everything's going to be okay when I get back in. Because <laughs> we, we actually yeah, know to order our steps. Now, I know that was a hint. Oh, yeah. Ordering the steps. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> So don't ask me to recite any words. But I know I've heard that at my own church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every go. day. Send your anointing as I pray. <laughs> Order my steps in your word. I want to be holy. Yeah, that's I got you. Amen. There you go. There you go. That part. Now that resonated more with me right now than um, that California love that I was listening to earlier. <laughs> okay. To your point, feeding the faith. If you bring garbage yeah, in, so. you go put garbage out. I agree, Pastor. So feed it uh, up. Yeah. I, I I was trying to explain earlier, but I understand. 
men and women speak different languages, but hopefully you will grasp my meaning. When, when, when we go to church, when we take the children to church, what, what I look back and, and look at it as if they were planting pearls of wisdom in me. And, and for a long time, I didn't even remember those songs. But of recent, for I guess whatever reason, those songs have started to come back to me. And mm-hmm. um, many churches, they don't, they don't play those. They don't sing those songs now. They don't, you know, use those old hymnals um, anymore. They want, you know, more of the upbeat and fancy stuff. But it's during trying times that I remember we are climbing Jacob's ladder, you know, and those hymns help me to just, you know, take a breath, be cool. You know, I don't have to explode because my manager or supervisor just got on my last nerve. You know, I choose to focus on those hymns to help me be peaceful and um, remind me mm-hmm. of how wonderful that I am made, you know, and to remember that I have a comforter. You know, I don't have to react negatively. You know, I can I can know that um, that I'm being held, you know, that my father is holding me you know, through this trying time. But we, we, we've been, we've uh, had pearls of wisdom installed in us. We didn't know what they were, you know, just like there's a lot of evil and darkness and bad stuff in the world, but there's a lot of good stuff that has been put in us to help us if we reach back and get those pearls of wisdom. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what happens is um, the Bible says something that's pretty amazing. It says, okay, uh, train up a child in the way they should go, and then when they're old, they won't depart from it. So there were some seeds, is what they're called, that were sown. And even though it looked like you weren't listening, you could care less. It's in you. You you around it, uh, and it's in you. And so whenever trouble comes, or um, you know, age comes, or whatever, those seeds will all of a sudden take root. You know, especially if you, you know, you you take care of them, then they'll start to grow, and all these things will come back to your remembrance. It comes back like, wait a minute, I learned this as a little kid. I, I got this. I know the Ten Commandments. I know the 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 Lord's Prayer, or whatever. You, it just comes back to you. Um, and also, you were talking about the the the, the, the hymns. Um, one of the reasons, and I'm not going to say that. I make an excuse for the church. Um, the church has gone through this unfortunate transformation and started to try and cater to their audience. And so some folk, you know, this service you may have a contemporary service. The next one you may have, you know, uh, you know, a traditional service. And, you know, the, the younger folk don't want to hear the hymns and the older folk don't want to hear the traditional songs. I mean, the, the, the upbeat songs. And so, a lot of times, the strongest part of the church is the music ministry because it draws people in. The problem is it'll draw them, but it won't keep them, you know. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, I believe it is, it says, Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In other in other words, you're going to need that to live. I mean, I'm not against Kurt mm-hmm. Franklin in the least bit. This brother's doing what he do. I, I mean, I don't know him personally. Um but, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people in my area, at least, uh, if they put on some Kirk Franklin, they start dancing and gyrating and whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's all cool. I don't have a problem with that. But my question is, if I stop the music, can you keep jumping? 
I mean, you know, if you shout because of God, then the music, you know, that's just an additive, you know, and that's just the way that it, it, you know, that it is. So when Kurt Franklin took the song Stomp, you know, uh, you know, whatever from George Clinton and all of that, it had that hard driving beat. Well, we're black folk. We we're gonna move to that. But the problem is, okay, the, the lyrics. Are you listening to the lyrics? Do the lyrics have anything to do with the word of God? Because that's that was the advantage of the hymns. The hymns were literally scripture put to words. I mean, put uh, put to music. That's what they were. And the closest thing to hymns is the Book of Psalms. That's what that's what that whole book is. It's a music book. It's um, you know, um, all of those are literally songs that were sang during difficult times. So yeah, you're right. The hymns really do make a major difference. Okay. Now, I remember this one song. And in the, I'm lying. I don't remember the entire song. I remember words of this song. And the, there was an older lady singing, and she was talking about her closet. Now, the first thing that comes to my, my mind is life, the upper room. But mm-hmm. this this old lady was like, you know what? I'm going to go to my closet, and when I come out, I know it's going to be okay. Her prayer closet. Uh-huh. So you familiar with that? Yes, sir. It's a scripture, actually. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, the let's Bible talk about that scripture because because we need to maybe that's our our faith shop that closet that she was talking about. You go to that closet, isolate yourself, and that's you and God. You know what I mean? Well, you may come and, out with this or what have you. You just identified it. You know, one of the things, man, and again, I don't want to, you know, dog my profession, my calling, or my colleagues. I don't want to do that. That's that's not my purpose. I'm just someone that, you know, God called to do this. I take it seriously, and please, I, I respect what anybody else has to say, but one of the things, we've done a poor job of, letting folk know what's actually in the Bible and explaining it, you know, saying this is what it means. Mm-hmm. But in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it's, it's not, you know, um, hard or anything like that. It said, when you pray, go into your, your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray in secret. You know, and, and, and what it's really mm-hmm. talking about, more so than just going in a physical closet, what it's talking about, is get in a place where you have no distractions. Go to a place where it's just you and God. In other words, if I'm praying for Quick or, you know, Miss Quick or whatever, whatever, and they're dealing with a serious issue, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn off my cell phone, my TV, uh, the radio. I'm going to get away from my children, and I'm going to get in a place where I can just talk to God and say, God, Look, I, I know that you got all power. I know that you're able. I know that you know what this couple is already dealing with. But you told us that we have not because we ask not. So, God, I'm asking you to heal them. And I'm asking you to do what I know you have the power to do because in your words you healed a woman with an issue of blood. You healed a man laying by a pool. You healed a man that had blinded eyes. And because you're no respect of person, 
I just believe that you're going to do it for this couple right here. So, God, I'm asking you to do what doctors can't do. So when I go in my secret closet, I what I'm literally doing is it doesn't have to physically be a room, but it has to be a place without distraction. That's really what it means, and nobody takes the time to explain that because uh, I don't mean no harm. My wife got a bunch of junk in our closet. I can't get in there. So, you know, <laughs> I got I to gotta have a full understanding of that thing. Absolutely, because that's your that's your mechanic shop. When your check spirit light comes on, you need to go to the shop. You need to go and get isolated. You need to go see a specialist who's going to reset your faith. And I believe, this is my belief, that that can only be done through prayer. Correct. What a beautiful thing about it is, okay, right now, um, I'm going through a trial of with my faith. Now, you know, one of the reasons you get in this secret closet, if you would, is because I may say some things that would cause Miss Quick to say, God, man, he, I thought he was a real believer. I thought he was a pastor. Listen to what he's saying. Because when I'm talking to God, I'm real with him. Listen, here's the thing. Uh-huh. It's not like God don't know your thoughts. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm not going to play. I'll say, God, this don't seem fair. I know you're real, and I love you, but God, it seems like you're mistreating me. Lord, it just it just seems like you've forgotten about me. I mean, God, why do you do it for the quicks and don't do it for me? That's why you got to go in that secret closet. Everybody can't uh, handle you being naked with God. You know, you know that secret closet is an intimate place. It's almost like if you and your spouse are on a honey on your honeymoon, you don't want everybody up in your honeymoon suite. That's you and them. And so when I go in my secret closet, that's between me and God. Everybody don't need to know about that. Absolutely. They can't handle me at my most vulnerable moment when my faith faith is weak. Mm-hmm. Well, I say, God, I don't know if I can hold on another minute. God, I don't know how much I can take this. God, I'm ready to quit. And at that time, you know, I'll stop, and then some kind of way God will send, it may be a phone call, it may be a song, it may be a text message, it may be a book, it may be something that will speak directly as if God is just standing in front of me to let me know, I understand how you feel, but you know what? I am still God. I am still God. Strengthen strengthen yourself. Go and help somebody else. Or whatever, whatever. So the secret closet, man, is um, greatly needed, but I think we need to understand it before you go in it. Mm-hmm. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm taking it all in. I'm actually still stuck on what Pastor said when he first came on the line. The way you strengthen is to add more weight. I'm still stuck on that because that right there was, you know, like a revelation. That was that was my word, you know, so I'm I'm learning. Well, leave it to Pastor to um and incite me. 
But at the end of the day, no, I'm going to need you to to get out my playlist and let me get in your playlist (laughs) because now isn't the time to go to war or make it carnal when we all know that it's spiritual. Tupac going to make it carnal. Your playlist is going to keep it spiritual. Remember, garbage in, garbage out. So exactly what are you asking me, my brother? I'm not even asking you anything anymore. I'm just telling you. Garbage in, garbage out. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. I got you. Now, I know when one of us, someone, when I say one of us, I mean that's inclusive of listeners, everybody who's on this panel, everybody who's calling in, all that good stuff. When we're going through something, we seek out help. Let's back up. When we need to borrow sugar, we go to our neighbor. When we need two eggs, we go to our neighbor. But we don't go to the people who could pray us through when we're not necessarily wavering, but when we're going through it. So this is the time when you said you got if you got Tupac in your playlist, you're going through it. That means we all need to band together and do this under God in Jesus' name for you. We all gotta come together and stand in. I may not be able to um to carry you spiritually because you know, you Pastor Robinson, you hate the guru of this thing. However, I'm willing to stand in the paint for you. And we all must band together. If you're going through it, if you listen to Tupac, you're going through it. So, I'm here for you. We all are here for you. And we all going to pray for you and continue to pray for you. Like we're supposed to. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to go to my sister tonight for you. Well, I appreciate it uh, greatly because a lot of people won't admit that I'm, that you know, that I'm going through. And just because I'm going through, I believe I still believe God. I still trust God. You know, I'm in and out of revivals, but um, a lot of times, you know, you get caught up in your feelings, your emotions. Things are not happening the way you want them to happen. They're not happening as quick as you want them to happen. I mean, remember, even though I've been called to do this and even though I've studied and all of that, I still get weak. I still get times where I'm still human. You know, the the, the title, the, when you say Pastor Robinson, pastor is my title. That's my responsibility. That's what I do Um for the Lord, and that's what I do for the for a living, if you will. But, you know, pastor, that's one person, but Robinson, that's somebody else. 
and Robinson gets weak. Robinson looks at his family and said, you know what, I want more than that for them. And then every now and then I get to the point to where it's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm being vulnerable tonight to try and help somebody. I get to the point where I feel like, you know what, God, why aren't you doing what I'm asking you to do? And see, even though I know that God has a plan for me, Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plan I have for you. I have a plan for you. Every day I get up, God has a plan for me. The problem is I have a plan for me. And so whose plan am I going to follow? If I follow mine, then I'm out of the will of God. If I follow God, then I'm not getting what I want for myself. And that's where faith comes in. My faith has to be strengthened enough, and that's why I need your prayers. I need you to pray and say, listen, uh, you know, help that brother to stand and do what's right. Don't pray, God, bring him out. I don't may not, I may not need to come out. Lord, take him through. Sometimes you ever thought no. about the prayer? It said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death." Think about it. Now, it didn't say nobody wants to go through a valley, a shadow, or death. You know, the Lord never said He would bring you out of it, but you know what? He will take you through it. And see, so many times we just want to get out, but you don't learn anything coming out. You learn something going through. And so sometimes I'm just going through, and I don't need quick to say, God, bring him out. I need quick to say, Lord, whatever your will is, let it be done in his life. If he has any need and he lacks, then, God, I pray that you'll fulfill that in some kind of way. Help him to stand strong and be who you ordained for him to be. You know, don't be my friend so much of my friend until you want me to abort my God's plan for my life. I want you to love me enough to say, Lord, if that Negro is not doing the right thing, keep it, keep his feet to the fire. <laughs> I need you to be. I need you to pray real prayers for me. I don't need you to pray. Well, you know, I give him everything you want. Nah, what I do pray for, I'm, I'm gonna keep it hundred with you. So whatever my brother going through, if there's anything I can do. Or use me, send me the resources, and I promise you, you'll get it. And see, so, you know, that that's the real prayer right there. That's the real prayer. See, you said the key word. As I'm going through, I understand God is always my source. But the people around me, that's my resources. You know, while I'm going through, I may need you to pick up my kid from school. While I'm going through, I may need you to check on me every now and then. I may need you to pay my uh, electric bill or whatever, whatever. And that's what a good friend is. They step in and do what needs to be done while I'm going through. So it takes faith, man. It really does. And um, we all have it because God gave us all the same measure of faith. We have it. But if quick as exercise is more than mine, his is stronger than mine. I don't know about that. <laughs> but what I do know is when that prayer gets answered, you go get what he wants you to have. That's the best I can do. But in this, you still haven't wavered. You still know your faith is still intact. You may be a little upset, but your faith is still intact. That's the part that we want people to understand. 
remember, when your check engine light comes on, that doesn't mean that your engine is done. That just means that there's a part of a component of it that needs some care. And that's the same thing with faith. When your spirit, check spirit light comes on, it doesn't mean that it's, the engine is dead, your spirit is dead. That means that there's a component of it that needs to be maintained or cared for. Would we agree? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna push yeah. it a little bit farther if you don't. I'm gonna push it a little farther if you don't mind. Please everything do. that you, everything you just said, is true. But I want to try to help us understand. How do I know when my check spirit light is on, or how do I know when my check faith light is on? I want to push it. You know, um, in my vehicle, once I fill up, it says I can go 540 miles before I'm, you know, out of gas. And the farther I drive, it says now you can go 200 miles. Now you can go down. I think it goes down to like 35 miles or something like that. Then all of a sudden, it just says fuel low. Now I'm, I'm, I can stop at any time. I don't know how long it'll be. And whenever you're check spirit light is on, whenever your check faith light is on, this is how you'll know. Whenever you start desiring the things that are bad for you more than the things that are good for you, you know, your light is on. Whenever you would rather cut somebody out than pray for them, your light is on. Whenever you can ignore folk and roll your eyes at folk and it don't even bother you, your your light is on. Whenever you can just not do anything, not pray, and it doesn't bother you in the least bit, your your light is on. When you can listen to all the worldly music and you enjoy it, you can turn it up and that's my jam and you just, I mean, just constantly doing it. Nothing wrong with listening to it, but it's feeding you. Your check spirit light is on. Whenever you can't help somebody, you know, without questioning them, you know what, your check spirit light is on. So it, 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 it's not hard to tell whenever I need to, you know, have myself checked out because you're getting farther and farther away from the things of God. Literally, that's, that's what it is. The way you treat people will determine whether your light is on or not. Ignoring people. Absolutely. Not talking to people. Not giving it 100% on your job. See, if you're a child of God, you know, Quick can't go in there and give somebody a, a half cut. He can't go in there and just mess their head up. You know what? That brother ought to pray every day. God, give me the ability and the wisdom to be able to give my best all the time. All the time. All you know? the time. So, and when he could just oh, give them, hold that thought, you know, yes, sir. Hold that thought. We're going to introduce a new caller to the line. Hello. Hello, how are you, sir? Oh, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm blessed, thank you. What's the topic tonight, sir? We're going to talk about who do you turn to when your faith needs a tune-up. Pastor Robinson, please finish your thought. I'm done, man. Let, 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 let that person speak if they so desire. I've taken up too much time as is. 
No, you haven't. Your your point was very relevant. You must stay in prayer constantly, regardless of your occupation, regardless of the situation, regardless of any other shun. Prayer, faith, must be the constant. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are, if you're speaking to me, sir, my thoughts and everything. Please go right ahead. I'm sorry for getting rude. Um, my thoughts on that topic, sir, as who I turn to, whether it's up, down, good or bad, I go to my higher power. That's power of the faith. To whomever one's religious might be of choice, but it starts with self. And it starts with the raising, and it all starts at home. Therefore, it, it takes a village to raise a child. That's so very true, but at the same token, though, that goes for all of us, because I can learn from a child as well as an adult. That's why I feel like one day at a time, you get in where you fit in, and I want to live and learn, because when we die, we forget it all. Now, my power of faith goes in because it starts with self, when you say your alphabet, I come before you. But at the same token, it starts also as knowing how to talk and treat people and respect others and not being judgmental because nobody has to have their hell to put neither nor of us in. And that's my thoughts. So thank you for allowing me to share that. Please, stay on the line. Pastor, you were just saying that if you're not praying for someone, if you're ignoring, if you are um, backbiting or what have you, that your check faith light is on. Yes, sir. Okay. No doubt about it. Can you go back over there for the new caller? Those requirements, those system checks, lights, please. As as we, as all of us live our lives, um, you know, for me, when you say higher power, I'm going to say God, but I'm going to respect, you know, you saying higher power. I'm not going to um, disagree, question it. That's not my, my purpose. I just say the word God. I have no problem with you saying higher power, but... Whenever I'm going through regular life, whatever, God will put people in my path every single day that I can either make their life, um, you know, miserable or I can make their life better. I can make them bitter or I can make them better based on how I treat them. And when I can walk away from a problem and not help that problem, you know what, I need to check my life then. Whenever I can make fun of someone that um, and saying you deserve what you got, I'm happy for you. When you can readily enjoy someone else's suffering, you need to check yourself. You need to. You've got a major issue. You got a major issue. Whenever uh, you know you just want revenge, you know you 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 may want to check yourself. So every single day, every single day, there are people that are placed in our path that will check our faith, 
And you're like, God, how am I going to deal with them today? Am I going to give them a good question out and send them on their way? Am I going to ignore them? Or am I going to say, this is my assignment? I, I got to do this. I got to pass this test. I got to love them back to life. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible talks to us about when he talks about faith. He said, you know, we need to come as little children. And a child mm-hmm. will trust their parents no matter what. I, there was a time I could tell my daughter, stand up on the table and just fall back in my arms. She wouldn't even look back. I would grab her. Now mm-hmm. she's almost 12 years old, and I ask her to do that. She's like, you're going to catch me, right? No, Daddy, you won't catch me. The older we get, the less we trust God. Okay. The older we get, the less we trust God. Because it's like, nah, you might drop me. Uh-uh. I'll do it myself or whatever. So, again, as we get away from the tenets of God, as we get away from helping one another, as we get away from loving one another, as we get away from, you know, being selfless instead of selfish, you know, now that light come on now, it's like, you know what? I'm just living any kind of way. I'm living any kind of way. And I'm gonna throw something heavy out here at you guys and I'm not I'm not asking you about your affiliation. I'm not at I'm not recommending what you should do or anything. I just wanna show you uh, you know, the when the Lord showed me my check engine light was on, my, my check spirit light was on. I was listening to the president and out of the comments by the president, I didn't hear them live, but you know, saying something about Baltimore and something rose up in me. The black man in me rose up, anger rose up. You know, uh, words that you know I said I had finished was finished with started rising up, and I was just I was going off. I was I was going shell, but then all of a sudden I got checked real quick. Are you praying for him? No, I ain't want to pray for him. I want to kick his blah, 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 blah. And see, the thing about it is I done got caught up in all my emotions, but if everybody else is saying that about him, who's praying for him? I'm not saying he won't get what he deserves. I'm not saying he's any of that. But my responsibility as a child of God is pray for those that despitefully use you. Now, I'm not going to stand here and be a fool and let nobody beat me down, but I'm supposed to pray for that man. And sometimes, man, you got to be careful. Sometimes, you know, situations will come right in our face, and we'll miss them because it's like, oh, he's just wrong. God got to deal with him. Help us, Lord. So many times we remove ourselves when, in fact, I'm sorry, so many times we avoid it when, in fact, we should go through it. And in this specific situation, you had to go through it. That's the only way to be recognized as righteous is going through hell. So hearing those things that he was saying brought you back to from places that you thought, you know, were dead and gone. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, they were just on life support and he, he woke them back up. They were just in a coma. He woke them back up. So how do you feel about giving someone that kind of power? Are you you speaking with me? I'm talking to you, Pastor. Okay, ask that question again. I I heard a horn. You allow him 
you you gave him that much power to yeah wake up your demons that you had comatose. Right. So how does that feel to you to give him or someone that kind of power over you? Now this is real. This is real talk. Oh, this is real. Okay, it made me feel like a a fool, an idiot, and a hypocrite. Absolutely, and let me tell you mm. why. Because for that moment, for that period of time, I made him out of my God. He was controlling my emotions. Mm. He was controlling my heart rate. He was controlling literally my life for that period of time, and I had to be put in check to mm. say. Is this all there is to you? I mean, is your faith that shallow that a man can make a remark like this and you going off the deep end? And I, and, and I called you to stand in front of people to encourage them to pray about everything and worry about nothing? Oh, my God. So, yeah, I felt just like a hypocrite, man. I felt like, God, please forgive me. I don't. I'm not worthy to do this, man. You got the wrong guy. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I need to be cousin right now. And so what it did, the beauty of it was it brought up the old demon. So I know that, you know what, there's a lot I need to be praying for. I can't get complacent and think I've arrived or, you know, I don't need any help. I don't need prayer. The devil is a lie, man. I need, listen, I need prayer. I need prayer. I need prayer. So, yeah, it, it wasn't a good feeling. And uh, I've asked God's forgiveness, and I asked you guys' forgiveness because, you know, I didn't share it with everybody, but I wanted to share it on this line tonight. I, I'm not a perfect man, but I do my best to be faithful. Well, in that, we often allow situations and people to to control us. But the moment you... Address it. You see it head on. Now it's no longer in a coma. Now it's dead. That that shaking. So that way you can really dead it. Because now that you know you're aware, nothing is going to control you like that. Well, this specific situation won't get you like that again. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. So, I'm very conscious of it now. Pastor, my mother, that's my mother on the line. I just recognized the number. So, Ma, Mama, yeah. what's your thoughts about that? My thoughts about Mama being sick? No. Mark, your your thoughts on what Pastor just said as far as allowing something to control him to where he lose focus on his calling. Wait a minute, you're breaking up, baby. Can you speak a little louder? You're breaking up. I can hear part of what you're saying. I said, what's your thoughts on Pastor allowing something or someone to control him to where he almost lost. The reason why vision of who he really is. The reason why he probably almost lost it was because of him being only human. 
But then when he thought about it and gathered his thoughts, and then he realized one has to be the bigger person. Him being human and stuff, of course he'll lose, you know, whatever, whatever. But then at the same token, he became the bigger person when he thought about prayer. And that's what he really needed. For him to lose his cool or blow up or whatever, you know, certain situations we tend as human beings on the flesh, you know, we're allowed to do that. But at the same time, with your faith, with his faith and his trust and belief, he didn't allow him to take his joy. And he just prayed for him. And that made him a bigger person because he knew what or who he was dealing with because it takes all types to make the world go round. But he grabbed his composure, and he held on to it. Now, one, the man, one thing I can say about about Pastor, he is the only person that I have ever heard pray for that guy. So, hey, bruh, you, you still got points in my book. Just for that okay. alone, you still got points. Not that it matter, but I want you to know. Well, man, it's, it's um, <laughs> I don't think I deserve anything. It's just that, you know, I, I, I got to be real with who I am. And I know that there were times when there were people, not nearly, you know, to the degree of the president, but there were people that, Gave up on me. That said, he's you know he's nothing. This, this dude's headed down a slippery slope. He's I mean just ridiculous, man. But there was somebody somewhere that decided that you know what I'm not buying that. I'm going to pray for him. And because of their prayers, mm-hmm. man, um, it made a difference in my life. So will it make a difference in the president's? I, that's above my pay grade, brother. All I can do is just pray for him, man, and. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna tell anybody to vote for him. I'm not gonna tell anybody. No, nah, I'm not going. Out, I'm not going out like like that or anything. But I, 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 I know my responsibility, and I should never ask you to do something that I'm not already doing. I should never ask you Absolutely. to love your wife if I don't love mine. I should never ask mm-hmm. you to pray a prayer if I'm not already praying. So I gotta be yeah. an example, man, and that's the way that. It has to be, and I know that that may not be popular, and I, I don't share it with everybody, but I do pray, honestly, every single day for him because, um, I don't know, man, and I do it because I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. God said, pray for those that despitefully use you. Mm. Pray for your enemies. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Yep. He told me that. So I can't take it. Part of what God says seriously you know, and ignore the other part, like, okay, God, your Bible is a buffet, and I'm going to get this and get that, but I'm going to leave that right there. I got this part, God. You leave the cussing in me, God. I'll read the scripture, but let me let me, let me me do some cussing now. No, I can't do that, man. I got to do my best to try to walk this thing out, and um, I don't always get it, man. Please, I don't always get it, you know, but um, I don't know, man. I'm trying. That's what I'm about. That's what I love about you. You work through the scripture, and I'll do That's the dynamic of the relationship. 
<laughs> well, man, hey, you allow me to be me. That's all I can say. You, you're one of those guys that accept me, you know, not being a traditional. Yeah, I caught your call. End of the day, we all know that you're supposed to pray for everyone. If you don't agree with what they're doing, you know, you may even pray that that God put something on them, give them clarity, give them something. So I'm not. I may not pray that you get reelected. But I'm gonna pray that you see wrong in your ways. I pray that you get a, a, a better image, a better idea of Black Americans or foreigners or whoever. You know what I mean? So I'm praying for you. It may be selfish because being a, a Black American, you know, I'd be the benefactor of it. We have to go to pray for the enemies. I believe it says something like that, right? Pastor. Yes, sir, I'm here. Believe me, I Does it say I'm supposed to pray for my enemies? Yes. Yes, sir. It says pray for your enemies. And it also says, uh, pray for those that despitefully use you. <laughs> you know, that, that, you that's go. what it says. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's a requirement. That's what, you know, we're supposed to do. And when God said that, I'm quite sure he knew everybody wasn't going to do it, you know. But guess what? There's some areas where... My prayers are very shallow, and you're picking up the the you know uh, the weight of them. So it, it takes everybody, man. Nobody has it, you know, all together. We we need each other. We we really really truly need uh, each other. We we gotta have each other. So um, that's why I love this line, and that's why I love you know you and your your wife and all the callers, man. It just it blesses me. It blesses me. It really does. Well, it blesses us as well because you bring the clarity that our street experience have provided us. You connected to the Bible to let us know we may not be as strong, but our ideas, our focus is Selfless. Yes. Yes. And just like I have a ministry within the church walls, I guess you would say, you have a ministry, but it's not in the church. You know, and I and I, I, I pray that everybody understands that. You don't have to have the title of a pastor uh, to do to make a difference in somebody's life. Ministry is just really living and displaying Christ-like character in front of people. I mean, 
If you can do that and make a difference, you know what? You have a ministry. That's just all there is to it. So you don't have to wear a robe, carry a Bible, stand up in a pulpit, have a microphone, a choir, Mr. Music, and all that stuff to tell somebody that God still loves you and don't you give up on yourself. So Quick has a ministry, a very powerful ministry. I I am in awe of his ministry. I really am um, because he he's going to give you real talk. Uh, and he probably has more members than I do. He probably does, you know. So, and I'm I'm not even mad at him. I'm saying, brother, do your thing, do your thing. Because when you finish with him out there in the street, if they're looking for somewhere to go, I'll be glad to take them in and, you know, and prepare them and send them back out to do whatever they can do to help someone else. The men in the street, the church in the street, pulpit in the street. They're not supposed to be separate entities. We're supposed to be working together. So working right. together. Well, you don't say. Uh, you know, every time I see you, say you've been saying that for a long time about the ministry. You say you minister to them individually, and I minister yeah. to them in volumes. Exactly. And from the beginning when you first said to now still floors me because bro <laughs> you know me. So <laughs> I've <laughs> I've always kinda you know, got the the warm fuzzies when you said that. But I do understand premise. I do understand the entire scheme of things. Right. Once right, again, you. everything that I've gone through, everything that we have gone through, isn't for us. It wasn't a test of faith. It wasn't you know, an attack against your faith. It was for someone else. Remember, I'm all the same. I'm going to pray through it all, or pray through the test, or pray through the attack. Just the same. Yes, sir. Now, I do understand the assignments, but I'm going to treat them the same because, you know, I'm a right. simple minded person. I think I got like the mad cow disease or something. But, anyhow, <laughs> at the end of the day, your faith, they intact. It shouldn't waver, although your situation may say otherwise. But it may drain you, but it shouldn't break you or wear you down. If so, that's when you call your spirit mate. That's when you call your brother. That's when you call on God when you go into your closet. And just talk real. So what you talk. I'm he- I'm hearing about every third or fourth word. Okay. What I was thinking. You just taught us that when 
it starts and it weighs down on you or whatever it is, that's when you, when that light comes on, you go to your altar, you grab your spirit mate, you call your brother, you call someone to help clean your engine, your feet, so that it could work at the optimal level. Right. You know what I mean? To restore you. Right, right. Yeah, you, you, taught, you taught us that tonight. So, bear in mind, like I said, faith doesn't make it easy, it just makes it possible. That's all I have. So, Max, my spirit mate, is your heart and mind clear? Yes, thank you. I'm Max, my brother, my spirit brother, is your heart and mind clear? Pastor, that's you, if you didn't know. Yes, sir, I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm taking little girls, putting them in the bed. and Let me, wait, let me Uh-oh. clarify that. My daughter. <laughs> okay. But, uh-huh. yeah, yes, sir, I'm good. I'm good to go, man. And I do apologize for just literally bogarting the entire line tonight. But I, I you know, this is just something I'm adamant about. So, uh, yes, sir, my mind, my heart. I'm clear. Well, we have another call on the line. He's a little under the weather, so I'm assuming that his heart and mind is clear. He's been listening the entire time. So when you pray us out, pray for God to hear him expeditiously. Uh, who do we have on the line? Without Brother Mark, he's on the line. He's uh, he's okay. Sick. So he Oh no oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. From coughing and all that. I just want him to know that germs do not spread via the airwaves. I'm gonna leave that right there. <laughs> you would yes, include a prayer in there for him to be healed? No doubt. No doubt. So go on to do your thing, Pastor. Lord, I wanna thank you for what I consider as another successful night, another effective night, God, to where you gave us all something to think about. You you, you helped us to understand, you know, a, a couple of different dynamics when it comes to faith. Now, God, of course, that's not the whole story of it. The bottom line is we can listen and read about it all day long, but there comes a time where we got to live it. And faith is really our belief in you. Faith is believing in who you are and what you did for us. Faith is all about believing what you said and believing that because of who you are, we can make it through anything. So, Lord, thank you so, so much for giving us all, not only giving us faith, but giving us a lesson 
on faith. Now, God, I pray for everybody that's on this line tonight, everybody that called in and everybody that logged in. I pray, God, that they will realize and understand that, you know, it doesn't matter whether they have a big, huge auditorium or, you know, whatever, whatever. Help them to understand that they've got the same amount of faith as everyone else. Help them to understand that their faith is going to be tried and tested from time to time. But also help them to know that that faith, if they handle it correctly, can get them through a lot of situations. It can open a lot of doors for them. And God, let them know that that faith also connects them to God. Now, God, we've got a brother on the line tonight that is under the weather, and my faith reminds me that you are a healing God. My faith reminds me that no matter what someone is dealing with, we can pray concerning that. And so I pray for his health and his well-being. I pray, God, that he will rest well on tonight. I pray, God, that if it's medication that you choose to use, then please, Lord, use that to get him better. If it's time that he needs, give him the rest that he needs. But I pray and join my faith with so many others that says that, you know what, God, heal him as only you can. Your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. So I speak to Brother Mark right now in the name of Jesus, and I speak that you're going to get back up. You're going to get back on your feet, and I thank you for that. Now, God, we're getting off this line. We're separating from each other. But my faith tells me that you're with all of us at the exact same time. Keep your hand on this line. Keep your hand on this ministry. Keep your hand on the quick family. And, God, please keep us, Lord, humble enough to be able to serve your people with truth and honesty. We love you. We honor you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I want to thank everybody who called in, who's listening, um, who's on this panel, my spirit mate, my wife, my spiritual brother, Pastor Robinson, my brother Clark, my mother who called in, my sister who called in. Thank y'all very much for your support. Family, we can't stress enough that we need each other in this walk. We need each other in this life. Needing each other, not just borrowing sugar or anything that we're lacking, but we're going to include prayer. We're going to include when our faith needs to tune up. When I need you to stand in, please stand in for your brothers. Stand in for your sisters because God knows your heart. He knows your intention. Please stand in. This concludes from the streets to the pulpit. Who do you turn to when your faith needs a tune-up? We will be back Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can stream us on iTunes and Spotify and Google. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one, love each other, respect each other, believe and pray for one another. Peace.